I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very much. I love the fact, and we are live, by the way. We are live on this day after Christmas. It is 800-288-WBAP. Let me just establish the phone number. It is, uh, it is 800-288-9227. We are live, and we're ready for you. And, and, Mike, I have the phone screen, so it's all right. Even though I am apparently dated on Mountain Standard Time, go figure that. The call screen we use is a national call screen. But I see your message, so we're good. We're good to broadcast today. 800-288-9227. Give me a call right now. You may hear that number a few times this morning because I may be begging as we go through the morning. It surely was nice to sleep in yesterday morning. Our family, for the first time in our history, celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve. We've never done that, but we also have never had so many grandchildren and a great-granddaughter and you know, when you get in that situation, you start sharing with other grandparents and great-grandparents. It's kind of the way life works. You don't get to pick and choose quite the way you used to. I'm happy to have you tuned in now as, uh, as this station returns, returns to uh, regular programming, and we're, we're happy to, to do so. I, uh, I, I love doing this program. And uh, so let's talk about the plants at your place. Let's talk about, uh, well, you know, we're looking now toward the new year. And uh, what are you going to do in your garden? What are you going to do in your landscape? As, uh, as winter progresses, such as it is, and as, uh, as spring approaches, it was very, very foggy driving in this morning. Uh, I live and work uh, in the McKinney area, and oh my goodness gracious, it was really foggy. So be very careful if you're out and about. The roads are slippery. And it is foggy in much of North Texas, as you're hearing on the weather forecast. We begin our program every Sunday morning and have for many, many years, for decades, in fact, by visiting with folks from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And that position now has broadened because Steve Huddleston now is about to enter his second year as public relations manager of both the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. They are sister uh, um, uh, not-for-profits that occupy the same 110 acres. Steve joins us live right now. Steve, happy end of the year and and almost happy new year. How are you? Yes, good morning. This is our last broadcast for 2021. It certainly is. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Yes. Yeah, you, you begin to realize as you get some years uh, under your belt that these are very treasured times and very, very special. We have, um, we have a granddaughter who will be going off to college, to in college mm-hmm. right now, two grandsons. And uh, you never know. They're going to have families of their own someday and be a long ways away. And so you, yes. you start thinking about those things. And they don't always get home for Christmas. So our son is in California, and he didn't get home, for example. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about some things going on at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And, and first and foremost, is I went back to see when we started talking about this first, uh, this first uh, piece of artwork. And it was a long time ago, and you said it might be up for a year or two. And sure enough, tell us, number one, item number one. Well, that's an exhibit that we call Stick Work. Uh, it's, uh, it was put up by nationally recognized artist Patrick Doherty and his son. Uh, they used mostly American elm and rough leaf dogwood to weave, twist, and shape a one-of-a-kind sculpture in the Fuller Garden almost a year ago. It was really last February, uh, just before that cold snap came through. 
And uh, anyway, the sculpture has a windswept look. It functions as a maze that people of all ages can enjoy winding their way through, having fun with. Uh, it's very inviting. Anyway, this will remain standing until it deteriorates naturally, and it's still up and, and going strong. I mean, it's, it's not about to deteriorate at all. So, you know, this thing, this kind of thing can stay up a good two years. So it's up and running, looks good, uh, still worth a visit. So that's kind of fun to see. And how do we see it? Where will it be? Where is it? Well, it's in the Fuller Garden, yes. So after you uh, pay your admission in the garden center, you go out those doors, you enter the Fuller Garden, and you wind your way toward it. Steve, I have a question for you, um, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. How large is the Fuller Garden in terms of acres? You know, it's about, I think it's a good three, it's a good three acres. And yes. what happens if you just keep walking at the Fuller Garden? Do you do you exit at the other end, or do you turn around and come back? Always. I've well, you do exit. You, you, you hit a road that presently we call Old Garden Road, and that will soon be under renovation. So, uh, but yes, you... So yes. if you go far you enough, get you get put to work. <laughs> you might. You might. We might put a shovel in your hand, yes. All right. Okay, <laughs> item number two, folks. This is exciting, and he's going to announce something. I don't think we've talked about this before. Tell us. Well, Butterflies in the Garden, the 10th the tenth Butterflies in the Garden will is coming up February 25 through April 10. Uh, thousands of live tropical butterflies will fill the conservatory for these six weeks. This is always a very popular event with uh, – mm-hmm. People of all ages, tickets are already for sale online at the garden's website. All right, this is a timed visit, so when yes. you buy your ticket, you are assigned a time, and yes. so you kind of want to check with your family, are you going to be in town on that weekend or on that day, and uh, would uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon be a good time to go? We'll go to dinner afterwards, et cetera, so that kind of a deal, right? Right, exactly. All right, and so that's February 25 to April 10. And the tickets are on the website, fwbg.org, Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org. Thank you. That's good. That will be exciting. It always is. All right. Tell us about this uh, beautiful tree, beautiful tree from the Blue Well, during the winter, I like to, yes, I like to mention uh, trees that look good during the winter, and our coniferous trees look good. We don't have that many coniferous trees, but this is one of them. The Blue Atlas Cedar, it is Cedrus Atlantica. This one is Glauca, meaning blue. It's a gorgeous tree any time of the year, but it really stands out in the winter landscape. It is native to the Atlas Mountains of North Africa. It's a zone six plant, so it survived our cold weather of February very well. Uh, the needles are a beautiful powder blue, very striking in the landscape. It's a very slow-growing tree. We do have a nice specimen in front of the garden center, and then we also have a weeping form in the Fuller Garden. And then in the Banks Courtyard of the garden center, we have a third form, and that is a dwarf cultivar of the blue atlas cedar, and this variety is called Horstmann. It is slow-growing to 8 to 10 feet and 5 to 6 feet wide at maturity. Uh, dense, icy blue foliage on a gracefully branching compact form. Ours is growing in a large container and doing quite well. So it looks good in, in a large container or in a bed, but I like the dwarf variety, 8 to 10 feet tall at maturity. Folks, you may want to take the piggy bank with you when you go to buy these dwarf weeping <laughs> blue atlas cedars. These are not easy to produce, and they take a mm-hmm. while for the nurseries, so they are a little bit expensive. Make sure you have mm-hmm. the right spot for it and give it mm-hmm. love and attention, just as Steve does and his crews, because they're they're uh, they're worth investing in, but they, they are an investment. They're beautiful mm-hmm. plants. Oh, they're beautiful. All right, what about the hours for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? 
Well, we are open both days, 8 to 5. Those are our regular hours. Well, that's fabulous. All right. Uh, oh, you want to talk about the numbers? Well, yes. As we close the year, I thought I might mention the numbers that we experienced in 2021. For example, 242,000 guests, six that, new books. Uh, the year's not over, so you're going to hit a quarter of a oh. million. Yeah, we could. We easily mm-hmm. could. Mm-hmm. Six new books published by the Brit Press. Five new, spe- uh, five new species described by our scientists. 107,190 plant specimens digitally imaged. And... Wow. 5,639 member households. So uh, we're ending the year on a good note, and we are hopeful for 2022 that we will have more members, more research going on, more guests, more horticultural displays. It's going to be a good year, we hope. Good year for the PR guy. He's getting the word out. That's great. And you know what? I I meant that when I said it. So your uh, position is doing its job. Tell folks how to find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and... Can people come into the Botanical Research Institute, and what will they see when they walk in the door? Yes, well, we're located just north of I-30, University Drive, across from Trinity Park. Uh, Britt, yes, they may enter the Britt building. There's a large lobby there. A receptionist can answer questions, give directions. Uh, Tours are available. You should really uh, plan for those in advance, and and that can be arranged through the receptionist or other contacts at Britt. And then there's the garden center and the rest of the garden. So all together, we comprise... Uh, well, 120 acres, a uh, total acreage for both campuses. Yes, oh. so uh, a, lot, a lot to see. Brit is um, probably to a large degree intended for a botany graduate student or for uh, teachers, things of that sort, pretty serious uh, botanist and ta- plant taxonomists. Yes, serious students of botany, yes, mm-hmm. yes. All right, mm-hmm. and and that needs to exist. It needs to be there, yes. and, and that's why There's the barbarium there is so so mm-hmm. important. All right, so this is two miles, two three miles west of downtown Fort Worth on University Drive. Easy to find. Twenty four hour telephone number. That is eight one seven four six three forty one sixty. All right, and the aforementioned website is just the uh, the the initials of the organization. Tell us what that is. Yes, fwbg.org. This is uh, Steve Huddleston. He is the PR uh, coordinator for all of that, manager, and uh, that's why we enjoy having him here on a Sunday morning. Steve, we appreciate you. Well, thank you. All right. Talk to you next Sunday, and thank you so much. All right. That's sponsored by Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788. Next time you need a new roof, which may be sooner than you think, you need to go to the website wbroofing.com or call that number. They're Texas' premier roofing contractor. They've been serving the entire Metroplex, and that's for 35 years now. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home, and we're mighty pleased with it. I knew I would be. I'd been advertising for them for a while, and I'd heard really great comments. You will be very satisfied. They have 100,000 roofs under their belt. That's a lot of experience. Most folks haven't put part of one roof on, much less 100,000. They do composition roofs, of course, but they also specialize in clay and concrete tile and metal roofs and slate roofs. Do you ever see a slate roof go on? They can they can put those on. And new and residential re-roofing, they even do flat roofs. Now, if you think you might have any kind of hail or wind damage, let them come out and assess the damage. If you don't have damage, they'll tell you that. 
If you do have damage, they'll show you what it is. They'll help quantify it for you. And they can say, yes, this is significant. And um, then they'll say something along the lines, if it were my house, I probably would look into the insurance. They don't, they don't do that for you, and they don't certainly don't uh, say you need to do this. They just say, if this were my house, I'd probably uh, check with the insurance carrier. And then you can do that, get the settlement if there is one, and apply it to Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. And, and, and that's, the, that's the course that we followed, and i got to tell you, it was a great decision. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. I'm Lori with Callaway's Nursery in North Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lori, very, very much. We go to our phones for our first call of this day, and that would be Wanda in Fort Worth. Wanda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How may I, I have help a you? Que- I have a question um, about putting landscape fabric and river rock under a magnolia tree. Would that harm the tree in any way? As long as you don't change the soil grade at all, it will not harm the tree at all. It's when you change soil and let soil compact around the tree that you would do damage. No, it won't hurt the tree. So do I just need to kind of keep the fabric away from the trunk a little bit? Or, Not particularly. Or it matter? It's just it's all okay. about the soil. Nope, you're going to be fine. Okay. Okay. Well, that was my question. Thank you, Neil. Easy enough. Thank you for the call very, very much. All right, I'm going to get myself back on track time-wise, and we will come to Linda in North Dallas for her question in just a moment. That opens the line. We have uh, we have three lines that we keep open for you. If you'd like to call now, we actually have two of them available at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is now in its fifth printing. That fifth printing will be finished up and out and uh, totally sold out within the next couple of months probably, it is your go-to gardening reference. This is a book that I self-published so I could have the book I always wanted for you. I wanted to be able to work with Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith, the best uh, uh, editor and graphic designer I'd ever worked with, and sure enough, we three put this book together for you. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in there. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, that tell you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. I've never put that into a book before. This is your chance to get it. It's 344 pages, a hardback, 840 photographs, printed in San Antonio, not overseas, to keep fellow Texans employed. Now, it's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. I'd be proud to sign one for you. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. We have sold 73,000 copies to date. No request for a refund, but your, your satisfaction is always guaranteed. The book is still only $36.95 plus 
tax and postage as long as I have this fifth printing available. That's the cost of a bag of fertilizer and a few plants or maybe maybe one meal at inflated prices now. So, you know, it's a pretty good deal for you. The book will pay for itself in short order. Get it now so you can plan your spring gardening activities. Order it from neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. My office will be closed this week, but you can always order online at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. So wonderful pastor, our pastor Tommy Brummett. We have a just a great pastoral staff at our church. That is our church. Lynn and I are proud to be members, proud to attend uh, virtually still, and we'll continue through this COVID outbreak. Um, and uh, sharingtheheart.org has all of those details or in person, if you would like. And uh, sharingtheheart.org. Thank you, Tommy. Arborological Services, the leaders in tree care. It's been that way for a long, long time. 40 years. They founded in 1981. Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett started working together. Russell Peters joined later. Those three men have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas. Those three men get to carry that designation the rest of their careers, the rest of their lives. And that's like winning the Heisman Trophy of tree care. That's the best it gets. They have a dozen International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, college degreed plant pathologists and horticulturists and foresters leading their crews. These are the best it gets in Texas. And I hope that you will contact them, have them care for your trees, because you know what a, an investment those trees are, what, a, what an asset they are around your home. They do everything from just routine tree management and maintenance all the way to heroic things. Maybe you need cabling and bracing or lightning arrest. Maybe you need consultation or damage assessment and appraisal. They are serious about trees. They are the best, and I've referred lots of my friends to them and a lot of other people who have asked. It's a question I'm asked most about my sponsors. Neil, who was that tree service company you recommended? And I'm always proud to say it was Arborological Services. And then they say, how you spell that? A-R-B-O-R-I, and then logical. It's a real word, a forestry term. Arborological Services. The website, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. 
Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter at The Tree Experts, Arborological Services. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Carol Dreyer with Callaway's in Houston. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carol, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines, which uh, remain one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We're live today, remember, so I'm looking for calls. If you know anybody who wants to call a gardening talk show, let them know. Hey, that number's available. We go now to Linda in North Dallas. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you had a happy holiday. We had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you did, too. Yeah, belated Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, um, thank you. I am having a struggle with my pansies. Some of them seem to just be melting away and disappearing, um, and I've kind of noticed that around town, too. So what is the solution, or is it the weather? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, usually, um, it's usually a disease that is in seedlings called damping off in the, in the, uh, uh, in the beds where you see it, it's usually uh, just referred to as uh, crown rot or stem rot. It's Phytophthora or Rhizoctonia or Pythium. Those three water mold funguses travel together, and they will attack pansies and snapdragons. Uh, they will attack also mums, of all things, not now, but during the, uh, during the fall. Uh, let's see, petunias will, will be bothered by them. So several different um, uh, annual flowers. And uh, it's usually where they are in poorly draining soils. So it's very important that you uh, uh, plant them high. In other words, have elevated beds, a lot of organic matter, and expanded shale uh, for good drainage. And uh, then when you water, be sure to water uh, in the daytime so that they can, can dry and not go into the nighttime wet. Try to water them on the surface if you can. That's usually pretty difficult. Um, I don't see as much of it this year. Uh, as I have other years, uh, but you know it may be that we're traveling different different roads and byways, so that's probably why you're seeing it and I'm not. But uh, it's a it's a real problem, and it's kind of hard to turn it around once a bed has it in it. I usually go to pinks or some other uh, the the uh, dianthus uh, uh, varieties or other unrelated plants for a few years, or I'll replace some of the soil just to uh, just to try to get rid of the disease organisms because it, the, the soil drenches that you might use are effective but not highly so and and so I don't go back in with pansies into beds where I've had that problem recently. Um, it usually helps to plant them in containers where they're up above ground uh, and that, that ensures good drainage but Linda the problem in doing that is that you give up about 15 degrees of winter hardiness if it gets really cold those pots need to come into the into the garage or up against the house, and I'm talking about 14, uh, probably more like 16 or 18 inch flower pots, not little pots. Okay, okay. Now, would these uh, would this problem be related to um, purchasing them and then they're in the plant before they're planted in the soil, or is it something that happens after? Uh, it could be either. Um, I've seen I've seen plants succumb to it pretty quickly uh, after they're planted, which would imply that they had the disease when they when they were bought. Um, I, I'll give you another plant that has a similar disease. It's not one of those uh, that I mentioned. Not the 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 
specific diseases. But in the summer, we have periwinkles that have another water mold fungus um, that gets them very quickly. And uh, that often comes from the nursery. They're in, in plants that are infected when we get them. Um, but in the case of um, in the case of pansies, usually pansies have been growing in a nursery for uh, several weeks, and we get them home and we plant them, and it's often several weeks until they succumb to this, and therefore I don't think that came from the nursery. I think that developed at our in our beds. Okay, because I did put down um, really organic soil. They are in raised beds. And some of them look good and some of them don't. It's spotty. It's strange. What you, what you need to do is look at the stems down close to the ground and see if they are pinched and if they're shriveling at that point. Uh, when, when it's one of the water mold funguses, you can tell just by the way the plants wither overall and, and just uh, uh, just shrivel up and, and, uh, and, and wilt and then die as if they had no roots. Right. As opposed to any kind of leaf spot or anything of that sort. Um, the other thing that happens to people's uh, pansies is they don't fertilize them well enough and, and they run out of nitrogen and, and then they're they're just uh, weak and, and unproductive. But it's, it's one of those two things. And my guess usually is that it's it's the disease issue. That's what yeah. I see far more commonly. Well, what you're describing sounds like it now. Will it if there's healthy plants next to one that's infected with it, will the other ones get it, or is it just very, plant? Very likely, because it is a soil-borne disease that, that splashes and, and gets up on the stems, and, and uh, when, when you get a rain, yes, it's very likely that it will spread. Okay. Now, yeah. is there something, if these die, I'm probably just going to scrap it that's for the where I would. That's where I would go with pinks or some of the unrelated. I mentioned the three or four plants that are most commonly affected. Uh, at okay. this point, I would stay away from snapdragons. I'd stay away from petunias in a month when when their planting season begins. Uh, I would I would stay away from uh, uh, violas and and pansies right now, and um, then move on to like I say pinks, and then probably some of the other minor uh, spring flowers, uh, sweet alyssum and and wallflowers, and some of those would be fine. I got to run. I have a newscast waiting to to air, but. Uh, okay, but anyway, you. hopefully that'll give you some alternatives. Thank you so much thank for calling. You. Appreciate it always. Thank you. Okay. Let me tell you about Callaway's folks right now. They are absolutely wonderful, and they are the sponsor of this hour of my program. They invite you to get a fresh start on the new year and plant your very own edible garden. Here we go. It's time for planting your own garden-grown uh, fruit and berries. You can do that with the help of Callaway's Nursery. This is the ideal time of year to start your edible garden. You'll find a fabulous selection of fruit trees and berries at all 21 neighborhood locations in DFW. Enjoy treats from your peach trees, ranger peaches, for example, flavored for their abundant and delicious fruit and chosen for that reason. Satisfy your sweet tooth naturally with homegrown Celeste figs. You'll get sweet, delicious fruit for years. For all your berry lovers, visit Callaway's Grow Your Own Freedom Blackberries or Pink Lemonade, Blueberries, and much more. Our North Texas weather, our hot summer days, cool autumn nights, that's a perfect combination for garden-grown fruits and, vegetables and, and berries. 
naturally enhancing their beautiful color and sweet flavors. The, uh, the Texas certified nursery professionals at your neighborhood Callaways will help you. For those occasional cold snaps, simply plant them in a container, place them on a rolling plant dolly, make it easier to move into a protected area. They have things that are perfect for that as well. Shop local, visit any of their 21 community locations, or you can order online at callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. It'll save you time. It'll save you a lot of, uh, lot of time, a lot of angst. So open seven days a week for your shopping convenience. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. I love the Callaway's uh, sponsorship. I'm just taken by how professional their people are. The dedication they put into the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. You'll have the same experience when you go into your local Callaway's Nursery. Just go in and see for yourself. Callaway's Nursery. Life is beautiful. At Callaway's, Callaway's.com. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Just tell your smart device to play. News Talk 820 WBAP. Neil Neil Sperry's eGardens. eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. We sent the last one a little after 6 p.m. on Wednesday because of Christmas. Just thought, you know what? Do it early, Neil. It's probably the better idea. And uh, But we're going back to the Thursday schedule now for a while because the holidays are, well, they'll cooperate. You'll always find five stories. One of them will be a featured plant of the week. One of them will be a featured question of the week. One of them will be... Uh, gardening this weekend where I tell you things that are most critical to get done in that uh, ensuing three or four days. And then there will be a couple of other stories. Neil Spray's eGardens, free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anyone, and I'll never spam you. You're going to like it. If you want to preview it, go to my website. We always have the most recent issue of eGardens archived there for you at neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Click on eGardens. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. The wife of a well-known conspiracy podcaster been arrested for assault. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident's blocking the ramp that runs from northbound 45 over to eastbound I-20. And another accident on eastbound 175 may be tying things up at St. Augustine Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Sunny, breezy, unseasonably warm today. The high temperature right around 80 degrees. Monday, partly sunny with a predicted high of 77. Right now, it's really foggy. Downtown Dallas and 61 degrees. The wife of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones was arrested on a domestic violence charge on Christmas Eve. Erica Jones was arrested by Austin police for assault and resisting arrest. Alex Jones would not say exactly what happened, only that it was related to a recent change in his wife's medication 
and was apparently due to what he described as a medication imbalance. Recent survey found an overwhelming number of veterans say they have had significant increases in mental health challenges during the holidays. Cole Lyle says there are ways to make it easier for those who have served us. simple act of calling and letting them know that you care can be so powerful. After Afghanistan happened, I had people reaching out to me I hadn't spoken to in months. And just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying about you. Lyle's a spokesman for veterans advocacy group Mission Roll Call. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very, very much. Let me uh, share with you now the good news of Sunburst Shutters. Love these shutters. Oh, my goodness gracious, love these shutters. If you're thinking about replacing the window treatments that make your house look like something out of the 1930s out of an old black-and-white TV show, it is time. You know, if the Venetian blinds are twisted and contorted and dusty and dirty and don't function and stuck and and just nasty-looking, sunburst shutters. Oh, my gosh, they're so wonderful. We had some do-it-yourself wood shutters. I'm not going to get into all the detail of it, but they had uh, inserts with fabric that my wife and my mother-in-law had sewn back in the late 1970s, and we had them replaced with sunburst shutters about 11 years ago, and we have been so satisfied with sunburst shutters. We got the middle-size louver, the three-and-a-half-inch size louver. These are plantation-style shutters. They go to four-and-a-half, and they're also available in two-and-a-half-inch louver size. And, folks, they look great. They're easy to clean. They function with one finger easily, even the tall ones. They, they fit any opening in your home. If you have very tall 10-foot windows, not to worry. They can make the sunburst shutters for any opening in your house. Round windows, not a problem. They know how to do that. I don't know how they do that, but they do. They have a factory, and they have a couple of guys who work back there who take a great deal of pleasure figuring out how to make sunburst shutters for really strangely shaped windows. So I digress. For the ordinary window that is rectangular or square, they do it so beautifully. Just great, and the people you're dealing with are so nice. Sunburstshutters.com is the website. I haven't told you anything about the fact that they're custom measured, custom fit for each opening in your house. Haven't told you anything about the fact that they're made of poly wood, a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. There's a lot left to be told. Let them show them to you. That's what will get you won over like we were. Sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. We have been reworking our bird feeders in our backyard, and the activity is there. Officially declare it bird feeding season. They have started to arrive. The woodpeckers and winter warblers are coming in. They're coming to the suet and bark butter. High in protein and fat, juncos and other native sparrows are showing up now and will come to platform feeders or the ground for some white millet. 
the birds are coming to town. Goldfinches are really what comes in by the by the quantities. They they get on on boxcars and they come on in. Screech owls are claiming their boxes for next year's breeding season. Cardinals are coming back to the feeders after a long stint of eating natural foods. That's where they've been. They've been out eating the natural stuff out in the fields. Had a lot of rain back in the spring and early summer, remember? So there are a lot of seeds out there. Well, they were. They're now in the tummies of the birds. Birds are getting hungry, and so they're coming to the feeders. There are three Wild Birds Unlimited stores that join together to sponsor this broadcast and, and other broadcasts that I have and also my eGardens newsletter. Let me tell you the three, and I hope you'll do business with those three. In Dallas, David's store is at 5715 West Lover's Lane. That's next to Nicholson-Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's uh, on Lover's Lane, just about a block west of the tollway, 5715 West Lover's Lane. In McKinney, Birdie's store, Cheryl, she doesn't go by Cheryl, she goes by Birdie, at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And if you're coming from anywhere south of there, they're just about a mile north of of um, uh, Sam Rayburn Tollway, 121, and there's nothing in between much. So it's an easy drive there. Now, the Mockingbird store, Ron's store, is in East Dallas. It's closed at their original location for a, just another week or two. The builders are putting the finishing touches on their new location, which will have a seminar room and 35 parking spaces, and that will be at 5708 Abrams Road. You can see it. You can drive by and look at it. It's not open yet, and I'll let you know when it is. That's at 5708 Abrams Road, and that'll be uh, Ron's new store. They're excited about that. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Greg Polito with the North Fort Worth Store. And now back to Neil. My wife had a, a meeting school board, uh, regional school board meeting over not far from Greg's store, and I spent an afternoon taking photos, or an evening, taking photos in around, well, in his uh, nursery area, and occasionally visiting with him as he uh, helped customers, uh, and I really enjoyed that. What a nice uh, nursery person. He's been with Callaway's a long time. Bo is in Springtown. He's been waiting patiently, and we're going to him right now. Bo, this is Neil. Good Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. How can I help you? Uh, last year, last February, all everybody knows, uh, our crepe myrtles got hit pretty hard. And one of them came back this past spring and did great. But the other one looks kind of twiggy. And it's trying. It's tr- trying to come back. But it, there's a lot of dead on it, and I'm curious of when to prune that stuff back and how aggressively to do so. I, I can't tell you because I can't see your specific plant. I'll try to describe. Uh, we work a lot with crepe myrtles in our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney uh, efforts with the city of McKinney. I, I was one of the founding members of the crepe myrtle trails of McKinney board back in 1999 and have been on that board ever since. Um, we've planted um, somewhere in the thirty to 40,000 range crepe myrtles in McKinney. Um, and there are about five varieties that historically have frozen uh, to some degree or another, Bo, over those years several times. 
if the first freeze in, in October or November is especially hard, then we'll see damage. If, if we have an unusually cold spell or if there's a late uh, last freeze that's unusually hard, kind of like this one was, then we'll see damage. The varieties change a little bit, but usually it's Tuscarora and Muscogee, Country Red, Natchez, and Sioux. Four of the five are Indian tribal name uh, varieties that were developed by the National Arboretum, and most common among those is Tuscarora and well, Natchez also. Uh, this year, Tuscarora was the one that got hurt the worst, and the the plants had about half of their uh, tops killed out. Uh, there was new growth up in the tops, but not much, and they just looked sparse and lethargic. And meanwhile, there were uh, just uh, vigorous shoots that came up from the ground. And in retrospect, we would have been better served to have asked the city to go ahead and cut all the tops off and retrain the base, the bases of those plants from the ground up into new trunks, because those would have made better plants faster. But in the case of Tuscarora, we, we opted to advise them to do selective pruning. Uh, we had other plants, individual plants, where we said, please cut them to the ground, let them regrow, and, and we'll retrain. And, and those plants are doing fine. Those are not Tuscaroras. But on the, on the Tuscaroras, uh, I wish we had uh, just had them cut clear to the ground. We did cut some at our World Collection Park completely to the ground, and they're now nine feet tall, eight to nine feet tall with trunks. And we'll select those and train the, the three to five trunks that we want as the new tree trunks for those and they'll be beautiful plants within oh probably by the end of this year this coming year so that's that's that may be where you are if if you had uh, if you didn't get much new growth on the stems you just had leaves here and there splattered through them uh, you probably do need to cut them back and and encourage sprouts from the ground to develop into the new uh, the new tops did you get a bunch of root sprouts yeah, yes, sir, we did. And then what you described on that, the, I, I get you said the Tuscarora. Yes, sir. That's exactly what what it looks like. I mean, it's all dead at the top. A few yeah. little sprigs tried to grow up at the top, but we had pretty aggressive ground growth. Yeah, you need to cut the top out, clear down to the ground as far down as you can. Did you leave any of the sprouts, or did you remove those? No, we left them just to. I mean, wasn't sure what to do about it because, sure. like I said, it it was. You know, it, it looked like it wasn't going to make it at all, and then it came back. It, it was extremely late compared to the other. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back in time about eight months, and and here is what would have been ideal. And then we won't live in the past. We'll do with what we can. But eight months ago, it would have been ideal to have taken the tops clear back to those new sprouts when the new sprouts were small, and and you would have done minimal damage to them. Um, and and just cut the the old tops back to an inch from the ground. People have a hard time, and I can understand it. People have a hard time saying, "You're going to tell me to take my 20 foot tall crepe myrtle, that was my beautiful shade tree, flowering tree, clear to the ground at two inches? Yep. You tell me that?" And I say, "Yeah, I am." And they say, "Well, how long is it going to take it to get back? I've had it out there for 10 years." Well, in two years, you'll have a very lovely uh, 12 to 14 foot tall plant. And in four years, you'll have your plant back. Oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way their minds are working. I know 
because I would have been in the same boat. But then I had one nice lady in Lubbock who did that, and she documented it with photos, and that was perfect. And so I've used those photos. They're on our website, CrepeMyrtleTrails.org, uh, under pruning, and you can see the see what happened after she did the removal. Um, I would so so we are now where we are. I would go back and remove now that you can see where the the, the new stems are. They've lost their leaves. Go ahead and remove all the old stems and save as many of the new ones as you can. Um, for the time being, you're not going to leave them all there. Uh, if you break some or cut some with your chainsaw, that so be it. That's okay. Um, and then try to select how tall are the the new shoots from twenty twenty one. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know, probably four foot or so. I mean, right. they they're getting some size. That's, that's good. Uh, save maybe seven of them. Uh, we're going to our goal is going to be to have three. Uh, to to make a multi trunk crepe myrtle tree, if that's if that's what you would like, so save yes, maybe seven maybe seven of them, and uh, try to make them in a nice attractive uh, position uh, of of distancing around the the old stumps uh, that are are now almost as flush as you can get them to the ground, um, and then by August you will probably be able to remove all but the final three. You leave extras in case they snap out in the wind in March and April, especially right. April. So, so you're saying you're saying to do that now, or uh, yeah, I do wait? it. I do it over the winter. Sometime you don't have to do it this morning before lunch. Yeah, right. But, yeah. right. Sometimes <laughs> you, you yeah. can see them now, and and you can tell what you're doing, and uh, then leave the extras, and then uh, you might thin them out to five uh, during the spring, and then down to the final three the three finalists that are going to be your main trunks once they are big enough that they're not going to snap in a windstorm and you'll be all set. Right. Okay. And there's the game plan. I got one last, I got one last question. It's a little off of that, but uh, my wife received some uh, calla lily bulbs. What's a good depth? She's never had any luck with them. What's the depth to plant those and what time of year? And then that's and, all I got. Yeah, I would, I would probably plant those uh, late February and they need to be in shade and a lot of organic matter. And, you know, I have planted plants, and I've never planted the raw roots, so uh, I would do a little research and see what recommendation there is for that, but uh, not terribly deeply. Okay. But they have to have sure. shade, and they have to have organic matter. Plant them where you would plant ferns. Okay. Yeah. All right, good yeah. deal. Thanks for the call. All right, I'm a little behind. Buck in University Park, I see you, and I'm going to get to you. Don't give up on me. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, your go-to gardening reference. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that uh, calendar of 48 pages, 4 pages per month, that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants you're trying to grow. 4 pages per month of what you need to do in January, then in February, etc. Then complete and thorough and exhaustive chapters individually on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback on high-quality paper, and it was printed in San Antonio, not overseas. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Haven't had a request for a refund in the first 73,000 that I've sold. 
It will happen someday, but it hasn't happened yet. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage, and uh, that's all I need to say. That's a bargain for you, and it will pay for itself. I think by the end of the springtime, if you if you give it half a chance. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores, not on Amazon. You buy it from my website, neilsperry.com. In fact, my office is closed this week, so I'm not even going to give you the phone number. But it's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Get it so you'll be ready for springtime at neilsperry.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Well, now, 90 years later, that Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products, they understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller, they're made in America. And they're made to last. MuellerInc.com We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Melinda from the Little Elm Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Melinda, very, very much. Buck in University Park, I'm going to do something to you here that... I've never done before, and that is to ask you to sit through a newscast as well as a break like that. You've been a very faithful listener and caller when I've asked for calls and needed calls. If you need to go to church, I'll understand. Um, he has a really good question about Schumard red oaks uh, with roots wrapped around half of the trunk, and I, I, 
I don't want to try to do that in, in a minute. That's all the time I have. Uh, but we do have another hour coming up right after the news. So, uh, Buck, if it's all right, if you want to lay the phone down for a couple minutes, I would be really grateful for that. Folks, if you'd like to take one of the other two lines, uh, it will move very quickly on the other side at 800-288-WBAP. That's 800 288 9227. Give me a call right now. Mike Bass, by the way, is running the boards and running the program and running the phones. He's running the show. That's exactly right. Stand by. We'll be back right after this message. This message. 